Hello and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so thankful you're here, however you arrived here, whether you found this while you were searching for something on the internet or uh, it ran across one of your short-form video feeds or someone shared this with you. I am so thankful that you chose to stop by. And welcome to all you regular listeners. Thank you for coming back day after day. I'm so thankful for each of you. I continue to pray for you daily that the Lord will draw you closer to Him, that you will know the importance of slowing down and spending time with Him and thinking about Him throughout the day in various ways uh, with this podcast or other podcasts, but even more importantly, that time that you spend one-on-one with Him, reading the Word, studying the Word, and then living out the Word and sharing it with others, working on memory verses, working on your small group Bible study, Um, however that you can keep your mind stayed on Him throughout the day. It is so important, and we must be intentional. We must be deliberate. It can't be... um, We're going to go through life and just sprinkle a little Jesus on it. It doesn't work that way, friends. It has to be the way it's our lifestyle. It's our mindset. And uh, we must deny ourselves, pick up our cross daily and follow him. That's what Jesus said. And so I just am so excited, though, that you are here. I want to encourage you to continue sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone you think may receive a blessing from it. And as always, know that I love to hear from you. So please send me a message sometime. You can find my email down in the show notes. It's a word for this day at gmail.com. And if you're new to listening, you can also find what I think is the most important thing in the show notes, and that's a list of the scripture references. If I mention a scripture or a statement, uh, I try to put the backup scripture and where you could find that down in the show notes so you could go back at your time of study. Well, our verse for the day for February the 3rd, 2024, comes back from the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Oh, friends, there's a lot of stuff here. I'm so excited for us to park here and think about God's Word and think about what He has done and the example that He's given. Uh, But you know, if you've been on this journey with me, that I think it's wise for us to get a little bit of background of where we are and what was going on in case you haven't been here the last few days or or, um, this is your first time. Or I'm learning um, and I encourage you to think about any time you look at a new passage of Scripture, think about where you are, think about who may have written this, think about what was going on, and that will help you have the appropriate context. It will help you remember it. It will help you to be able to share it when God brings it to your mind and your heart to do so. So we are in this book of Genesis. We were just there on the 31st of last month. So what was that? Four days ago. And we did some background at that time. But Genesis is the first book of the law. It's the first book of the Old Testament. 
The Old Testament begins with the five books of the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. Then it moves to Old Testament history and then to what we call the wisdom and poetry literature and then to the major prophets and the minor prophets. And that's a a very quick overview of kind of the divisions of the Old Testament. And if you think about it that way, it doesn't, or at least for me, it doesn't seem so overwhelming and helps me categorize those things in my mind. We know that this, uh, these five books of the law uh, hold, uh, they're very important and held in very high regard, of course, to our Jewish, with our Jewish friends. And those first five books make up a big part of what they call the Torah, the Torah, and uh this is often what you will hear when in the New Testament, when it's talking about the law, uh, it will often refer to these first five books. And then the prophets are the other, uh, you know, the books of prophecy and the other things that are mentioned. Now, some people will mistakenly say, well, we don't have to worry about that Old Testament law because when Jesus came, he uh, fulfilled all of that, and so we don't have to follow those rules. We do not have to follow those rules. That is correct. Uh, it's The law couldn't save us. The law had a very specific purpose, though, and it is very important. Jesus came to fulfill all the law and the prophets. The law helped us to know, as Paul says, uh, what is sin. Um, we wouldn't have known what sin was, Paul says in Romans chapter 7, if it hadn't have been for the law. But I love that the law is, and the prophets tell us so much of the history, and it's part of the story. You don't want to leave out the good parts of the story. And this is part of the story. We learn so much about God and his character and uh, his holiness and his love for his people all the way back in the law. And so I love it when we get to be here. I love it when we're in Genesis. Now, there's nowhere within Genesis that uh, tells us who wrote it. But uh, we know, based on other parts of Scripture, that Moses wrote this law. Moses wrote these five books. And uh, we see that in different parts where uh, it's recorded that Moses was told by the Lord to write these things down. But even more importantly, um, and just stamping a seal of approval and certificate of authenticity on this as Moses as the author was when Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and, um, you know, they really just hung on just to the law, but more to the rules. They didn't see the big picture, unfortunately, uh, of God's redemptive work starting all the way back there. Um, but my, Jesus told them, if you believed Moses, you would believe me because he wrote of me. So Jesus said that Moses wrote these. Now, of course, these uh, the events in Genesis happened well before Moses was born. And um, it is thought that God gave him all of this history and all of these things to write uh, while he was in the wilderness in those times that Moses went up on Mount Sinai and had the interactions with God. Um, But I'm so thankful, and I'm thankful to see how God ordained that. You know, when um, 
he had in his plan for Moses to uh, be the one that he would send to bring those children uh, of Israel out of Egypt, out of their bondage. Uh, but think about what God had done, how he had allowed Moses to be brought up in the house of Pharaoh and to be uh, educated. And so he would have had this ability uh, to write and to communicate and to record these things in such a way that it would be um, for all of us now. And so I'm just so thankful for that. But, you know, just a few days ago, like I said, four days ago, we talked about that sixth day of creation and how on that um, last day of creation, God looked at everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning on the sixth day. And I reminded you uh, that it is very important for us to take God's word exactly as it says. There were six days of creation with morning and evening on each day. And as I told you then, and I truly believe, I think now, I think that one of the big tests of faith for the believers is do you believe exactly what God's word says? Or do you try to make it fit into the worldly view of different things? It's a big mistake to try to make it fit into the worldly view. And there are many in the world, many uh, opponents of God's word and opponents of the truth who uh, will say that the earth is billions and billions and millions of years old and that uh, even people who purport or who uh, say that they are Christians uh, will say, well, it wasn't really a 24-hour day. It probably was over billion, uh, thousands of years and all this sort of thing. I choose to believe what God's Word says, um, and I choose to go on faith because I do think this is one of our tests of faith. I believe there were six 24-hour days, and you can go back, and I would encourage you once again to go back and read all the way from Genesis uh, 1-1 up until uh, this second chapter and be reminded about what God did in creation and that he had a very specific order. He started and brought um, brought something out of nothing. He uh, allowed, he spoke the word, and we've talked about how Jesus was there in creation. Things were created by him and through him and for him, and all things, not just some things. And he was there. The Holy Spirit was there. And God had a very specific way that he did things. And his ways and his thoughts are much higher than our ways and our thoughts. And then um, at the end of that uh, time, he saw that everything was very good. But I love what happened on this seventh day. Listen to this in Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. And then here's our verse. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. So after God had done all these things for all of these days, he looked at it, said it was very good, and then he rested. Now, is that because God was tired? I don't know if he was tired or not, but I, I really think this was more uh, or partially 
for us to have an example of the importance of rest. And there are none of the other days that he, he blessed and called holy, but this day, this seventh day on which he rested, he blessed and made it holy. And the reason he did it was because God rested from all his work that he had done. He knew that we would have much work to do, and this was before um, man had sinned, before man had um, taken the serpent's word over God's word. He knew, of course, what would happen. He uh, could see that into the future, Um, but I'm thankful that he loved us so that he gave us this example to rest um, and to work hard on those six days, but he rested from his creativity and he made it holy. So when we think about this, um, it's helpful to look up some definitions. Um, We can read this and it says, so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. But what does that mean? that God made it holy. Um, That to make holy comes from the um, Hebrew word, uh, if I can say it correctly, it's like to be sanctified. It's, um, oh gracious, I pushed the wrong button. It's kadash, kadash, and it means to, to set apart or to be consecrated to be sanctified, to be made holy. It's to, it's to be made other. It's different than those other six days. There's something special set apart. And so I'm so thankful that God did that. He knew how we humans are because he made us, um, especially that some of some personalities would continue to work, 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 and do, do, do. But he knew the importance of rest. He knew the importance of um, having that day set apart. And that day set apart was also meant for us to honor him. You know, when he brought the um, Israelites under Moses's leadership out of uh, Egypt, out of their bondage and their slavery, and he gave them these laws uh, that you shall have no other God before me. You shall not make for yourselves um, a graven image. Um But there was also down there, remember the Sabbath, go back to that and keep it holy. And it's to keep it set apart. God knew that we need those boundaries. Um, We often think we know what's the best way, but his ways, his thoughts are much higher than our thoughts. He knew that we needed to rest. And he gave us the example, such a loving God, that he would give us the example of how to rest and and uh, that we did need to take breaks from our labor. Um, it's just like Jesus gave us the ultimate example of how to love and how to serve and um, how to be obedient to the Father. God gave us an example of how to rest. And I'm so thankful that he did that. Now, thankfully, on this side of the cross, we are not not bound to all of those uh, rules like the Old Testament law had done where they could only do this or that or the other, and many of those ended up being man-made. They took uh, or put more than what God had said to do. He just said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, and don't do your ordinary work on those days. Um, rest from your labors because on that's what God did. He rested from his labor. And, you know, as we got over into the New Testament, and even I see some 
places and people doing this now. They may be very legalistic and say, you know, we can't prepare food, we can't go anywhere, we can't do anything, just go into church. And I remember, um, makes me think of what Jesus told the Pharisees, because there were days, you know, Jesus healed on the Sabbath. Um, Jesus and and his disciples, as they were walking through the grain fields and they were hungry, uh, plucked some grain. His disciples plucked some grain on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees got all kinds of being out of shape about that, because in their mind, that was work. Um, healing, they thought, was work. They were missing the big picture that Jesus was making someone whole, or they were missing the big picture that God does provide for his people, um, and missing the big picture that those who are serving in ministry are working on the Sabbath day. And Jesus made that very clear when he pointed that out to the Pharisees, but they didn't like it. And he said, you know, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. God did that for us as an example, and um, I'm so thankful that he would show us that. I'm so thankful that he would show us our need for rest, and then later as we get into Hebrews, we read that he talks about that rest that we will have, and there, it's resting in him, but also knowing that one day we'll be in heaven with him in eternal life where there's no toiling, no sorrow, uh, no pain, and we will have that eternal rest. And I'm just so, so thankful. So um, when you think about the Sabbath, don't feel like, because Jesus made it very clear, it's not a, it's not about a rule but it's about honoring and keeping it holy, keeping it set apart. Now, there are those who say you should only observe it on Saturday. There are those who say you should only observe it on Sunday. And that's something you're just going to have to whittle out. We worship. I'll tell you what our family does. We worship on Sunday on the first day of the week because that's what, after Jesus was resurrected, that's what the early church did. Uh, they they worshiped and were reminded and remembered his resurrection on that first day of the week. But our family, and this is just something my husband has uh, uh, encouraged us to do as the leader of our house, we rest as much as possible on Saturday because we are so busy with uh, church-related ministry work on Sundays that it's not really a rest for us on those days. But we do try to rest on um, on Saturday, and we don't try to do a lot of extra things. And um, and so it's been such a blessing for uh, my husband and I and our boys to know that that is our day that we really just take it easy. And um, and we remember and we are reminded about why we do it. We keep the Sabbath holy because that's what God did. God blessed it and made it holy. And so thank him for that. Thank him that he loved us so much that he would give us that example of rest. Thank, uh, thank him that he loves us so much that he commanded, you know, the Israelites to do it. He knew it would be hard to be in the wilderness, but it's also interesting. I think it's, it shows that we trust him when we say, you know, I don't have to do this, that, or the other this day. God has graciously given me this gift. He knows what's best for us, and I'm so thankful that he does. So I encourage you to make that time to rest and to think about him and thank him for all that he's done. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.